You're listening to episode 171 of the Voice in Canada podcast. Hey there, I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, one part physician, one part voice enthusiast, one big part Canadian, and one small part of our community, Northern Voice. Together, let's explore how voice technology is transforming our lives north of the border. And let's talk voice. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Today, if you're listening to this, the day the podcast comes out, it is Wednesday, and that means it is time for The Voice Den. The Voice Den is live tonight, Wednesday, June 23rd at 5 p.m. Pacific. And it is sponsored by Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. And as such, uh, it is entirely free. And I encourage you to join us. It's a chance for you to speak with some of the top uh, thought leaders in the entire voice industry. These include Sarah Andrew Wilson, who's the chief content officer for Matchbox.io. And heads up, she is the guest on this particular podcast. And I think you're in for a treat. We also have Katie Baumgard. We have Steve Keller, Ilana Meir, and Steve Tingaris all fantastic, fantastic people, really knowledgeable, friendly people in the voice space, and it's your chance to chat with them. As well, following the event, which is at 5 p.m. Pacific till 6 p.m. Pacific, we have a special augmented reality party where you get to immerse yourself in the voice and move around, speak with the other attendees. Lot, a lot of fun. It's a really cool experience if you haven't experienced that before. So, Go reserve your speed, go reserve your seat at thevoicedan.com and I'll see you there. Now, today's podcast, really excited about this. As I mentioned, we're talking with Sarah Andrew Wilson. And as I said, she is the chief content officer for matchbox.io. They are one of the leading companies when it comes to voice games. You may have played Question of the Day. That is their game. So Sarah comes on, she talks about uh, the company. She talks about how they actually got into an app as well. They created a company app for their voice games. And she actually gives a really cool analogy about voice tech and Star Wars and C-3PO and R2-D2. Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, anyway, I love that analogy. You'll have to you have to catch that towards the end of the podcast episode. Well, I'm going to stop talking. This is a recording of the live Voice Fluencer show that Sarah uh, joined Ian and I uh, for. And uh, let's get right to it. Here's Sarah. Hello, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Terry? I am great. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we, thanks for having me on. We had a chance to sit across from each other at a table back in, which conference was this at now? There was one of the conferences, and I, that's when I first got to got to know you a little bit, and you were telling me all about all the stuff that you're doing, and incredible, and I remember at that time you won a ton of awards um, <laughs> with Matchbox.io. So you're doing some, some fantastic stuff. Before we get into all of that, why don't I get you to just introduce yourself a little bit more to the to the listeners, to the viewers, and tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, so I'm Sarah Andrew Wilson. Um, I'm the Chief Content Officer at Matchbox.io, as Terry said. And we are the creators of some of the most popular voice applications on Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, and Samsung Bixby. We have 20 voice applications um, in our portfolio. And... Uh, the most popular, um, the most familiar ones are probably question of the day, kids quiz, uh, and find my phone. Um, we really focus on um, high quality content and publishing new content regularly, a lot of times on a daily basis, uh, depending on the voice application. Um, so that's really what we're known for. That's one of our big retention 
techniques is um, having fresh content on a daily basis. Um, we've had 11 million users since Matchbox was founded. Um, we have awesome. hundreds of thousands of daily active users uh, and we're hoping to grow even more in the near future. Uh, well, okay. I mean, you said so many things there that are so impressive already. 11 million users, hundreds of thousands daily users, and your content is always fresh. So I would love to hear a little bit more about how do you do that? How do you constantly create fresh content so that your audience is always engaged? And uh, I just want to hear more about the kind of the strategy with that. And as you're doing that, I'm also going to bring up our co-host here, Ian Utility, who's joining us. And But go ahead. I'd love to hear about the, the content. Yeah. So we have a large content team uh, at Matchbox. Hi, Ian. Welcome to the screen. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we have a large content team at Matchbox. Um, and we have uh, folks that are writing and researching um, topics that we think our users are going to find very interesting. And hopefully, People can learn something new every day from this content. Um, we might jog your memory about something that you learned uh, in science class, you know, 10 years ago or something you might have learned, you know, in social studies or something like that. Um, and our content team works to find that interesting, um, interesting topics out there to write about, but also to localize it. So um, topics that might be interesting to folks in the U.S., might not be as interesting to folks in India or in Brazil or in France. So we have our content team that helps to localize that information and uh, make it more culturally appropriate for uh, the different locales that we're in. We're in dozens of countries around the world and four different languages. Uh, so we really rely on our translation and our interpretation team to help with this content. That's very, very impressive. Ian, let's get you in here as well. Thanks for joining us as always. So you and your husband are both life partners and business partners. You say wonderful, honorable things about him whenever I hear you speak of him. Can you give us an idea of what has it been like to have your user base grow, your team, your employee, your contractors grow and navigating all those things, but having a partner that you love and trust by your side uh, through that. Can you just talk a bit about your uh, the benefits of being able to work with your husband, the way that you both get yeah. to do that together? That's a really interesting question. Um, yeah, so for a little bit of background, Matchbox.io was founded in January 2017 by Joel Wilson. Um, and he uh, did a lot of experimentation in the beginning to figure out what he could build with an Alexa device. Uh, and he built, I think, three skills right in the very beginning. And one of them was question of the day, which is now one of the most popular Alexa skills. Um, another one was daily poll. And then the other one, I think, was three questions. So he was experimenting with these different um, kind of formats to see what users would really grab onto and what would gain the most traction. And about six months into that, so all three of those skills required new content every day. So Joel saw at the very beginning that retention was going to be a huge factor and how could you retain users from day to day? And he saw the opportunity, like if you give people something new every day, they're going to want to come back to their smart speaker. Um, so about six months into this, uh, question of the day in particular really gained traction and he was having a hard time keeping up with uh, writing the content 
And then doing the development and iterating and tweaking and watching the data, the analytics coming in. Uh, so he asked me if I would be willing to um, kind of help just, you know, after work or on the weekends, if I could write some trivia. And I was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. Um, at the time, I was in the music industry. I spent 20 years in the music industry um, as a performer, as a tour manager, um, as an educator. Um, and he, Joel knew that my background in education might be helpful in writing trivia and researching content. Um, so I did that kind of, like I said, nights and weekends, just kind of sitting in front of the TV, helping him out. Um, but a year into that, things really started taking off. And um, we we had to make the decision, like, do we hire someone else to do this full time or do I just come on full time, you know, and make this really start taking off? Uh, so I made the decision after 20 years in the music industry to, to join Joel um, full time. And we've been doing it together since August 2018. And then things really just like I said, started steamrolling. Is that the right word? Steamrolling? I don't know. It really started like picking up, snowballing. That's what I'm looking for, <laughs> snowballing. Um, so things are, started snowballing, and then we were able to start hiring more and more people to help us with the content. So, um, But how we work together, I guess, yeah, I guess what makes us um, work well together as life partners um, helps out um, on the business side. We try to keep, when we're working, we try to keep it very, like, as you would working with a colleague in the office. And then when the day is done, we get back to being life partners. And we try to keep that a little bit separate. Church and state. Yes. <laughs> Very good. So I'm curious how, just before we started uh, recording here or going, going live, you were talking a little bit how the pandemic maybe provided some opportunities for you, but also some chance for experimentation. Can you talk a little bit about that kind of what, what the what the plan was and how things have played out over the last year for Matchbox? Yeah. So even before the pandemic hit, um, we knew that like 2020 was going to be this year of experimentation. So we had gained a lot of success. We had won these awards that you had mentioned. Um, and neither Joel or I, are, um, our personalities aren't those where we're just happy to kind of sit back and rest in our laurels. We have to keep moving just as, as people you know, our personalities just to keep moving. Um, so we decided to experiment um, and, you know, we experiment with a podcast, a daily podcast, going back to that like daily fresh content. Um, we decided to, why not build a mobile app and see if we could have voice capabilities with that and link that to these smart speakers. Um, and we created this uh, website that has brand new content every day. And it was just a way we were just experimenting just to see we're going to try all these different things. We're going to invest a lot of time, um, money, um, a lot of brain power went into all of this just to see what would stick. And then so we started this and then the pandemic hit. Um, and I know all of us are a little bit, I mean, honestly, traumatized from the pandemic and having to be shut in and all that. Um, but it gave us an opportunity if you're just, you know, we have to stay at home to be safe. So what how can we use that time? um to really help experiment even more so that's 2020 was like i said a year of experimentation and now we're kind of sifting through everything we've learned over the past year and what gained traction what didn't um does that mean something if something didn't gain traction 
you know, we're still kind of sifting through all that. Great. I'm, I'm curious about the, the mobile app a little bit, because that's not something that you hear a lot from voice developers that they've kind of taken on developing an app. So I'm, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit more about that. What, why did you do the mobile app and, and what's been, what's been the experience with that? How's that going? Yeah, so that's a whole different way of working, whole different <laughs> way of like developing when you when you've just been working on voice applications and then suddenly there's like a mobile app and it's a little it seems a little backwards almost like I've seen a lot of people who are web designers or mobile app designers now get into voice and we might be the only ones who or one of the few that have actually kind of done it backwards. Um, but we it came out of a lot of user requests. So we had a lot of users asking, um, particularly with question of the day, asking for leaderboards, like a visual leaderboard, not just, um, you know, not just hearing it over your smart speaker, but um, a visual leaderboard, um, a social element. There's not a social element yet to smart speakers. So we were trying to figure out how how would we meet these requests that users were constantly asking us? Do we do it on a website? Do we try to wait for the technology and smart speakers to, to catch up before we implement it? Um, and we figured that a mobile app would allow us to try all these different things in one spot. Mm. So you can play question of the day. Um, you have, you can read it, you can have it read to you. Um, and you have um, leaderboards, you can play with friends, you can connect with friends on there. You can um, play game packs. There's all these different add-ons that you can add into a mobile app. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it, it turned out even better than I could have expected. And it allows us to, um, the users can, you know, if they're traveling, they're away from their smart speaker, they can sync the mobile app with their account on their smart speaker. So if they're traveling, they can just play on the road through the mobile app and it'll, it'll sync with their account um, so they won't miss the day. And uh, yeah, it would, the mobile app was just a way for us to um, have the podcast, the website and the game experience all in one place. Kind of the home base. Gotcha. Yeah. Great. For your, you have the podcast, the mobile app, and the traditional voice devices. For the voice devices, is it just Amazon's Echo devices, or do you have the ability to have your games go on to more devices? Are you looking toward other opportunities? Are people using Apple series shortcuts, or are you, you know, so help us understand, because you, ha you have these different locations. How about just in the voice space? Uh, what are the yeah. options for people? Yeah, so we're in, uh, for smart speakers, um, not just smart speakers, We're so we're on the Amazon Echo devices, we're on Google Assistant and Samsung Bixby. And what I've discovered um, is, you know, Google Assistant, if you play on that, you can play on a, a Google Assistant, you know, the, the smart speaker itself, but a lot of people play on their phones. And mm -hmm. that has broadened our audience tremendously because a lot of people, well, particularly in Latin America, will play on their phones. They'll play through Google Assistant on their phone. So that makes it very much more accessible. Um, same thing with Samsung Bixby as well. That's on Samsung phones and maybe even refrigerators and Samsung <laughs> appliances. <laughs> so it's... We, it, again, as we expanded from Amazon devices to Google devices to Samsung devices, it's it was just another way to see what's going to gain traction. Where are the users? How are people using voice? 
um, are, you know, it's not just smart speakers anymore, right? Um, voice capabilities are, are all over the place now. So how can we reach those users? I'm, I'm curious, you said something just to distinguish. So for those people that have the app or they, or, or, well, for those people that have an app on their phone, there's also the ability to talk to the voice assistant through the phone without using the app. Yes. So can you tell which way people prefer? Do you have that kind of data? Hmm. Um, yeah, so yes, we can tell if they're playing through our mobile app or if they're playing through, um, you know, the, like the Alexa app or the Google assistant app, we can tell that. Um, yeah. So if you play through, say the Alexa app, um, versus our mobile app, you don't get the leaderboards, you don't get mm. the nice visual interface. It's more of a text-based, um, mm. I guess, audio-aural and uh, text-based experience rather than pretty graphics and a, a better overall user experience. And in the app, I should just try this, that's what I should do. But in the app, um, are they talking to it like as if they were talking to it on the Alexa app or is it So that's different? coming up. We're about ah. to add that in, yes. So the information is read to you in the mobile app, um, but the way you interact with it, you just, you click or, you know, um, you click on it. But we're, we're about to add the voice capabilities to it. Um, I'm actually gonna bring it up on my phone so folks can see what it looks cool. like here. It's called Socratics. Um, and let's see if you can see here, yeah. Yep. So, yep. so it looks like this. And it's question of the day. And then you can come over and see Trivia Club. You can scroll up and see all of our game packs. So if you want to play, if you want to answer 40 questions about Greek mythology or Harry Potter or animals and all that. And then we'll bring up here, you can see the leaderboards. And I know that's really hard to see, but there's national, yep. local, regional, and you can see I am ranked 2010th on the national leaderboard. <laughs> I know all of the content. That's <laughs> very cool. Vetted all of the content. I sometimes still forget what the answer is. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. No, that lap, the, the, uh, the app that you just showed us there, that looks very, very clean, like a very nice interface. So that, that's yeah, awesome. That's what we were kind of going for. We wanted it to be clean, but kind of, um, Festive, you know. Awesome, awesome. Well, I want to be respectful of your time, Ian. You wanna, you wanna get in there for some final thoughts or a question yeah, before we I, wrap things up. My last question is about the future, and when you project out your goals, let's say a decade from now, I don't know if your goals, um, you know, our goals change. But let's just say you want to go from 11 million users to 100 million users in the next decade, as an example. When you think about scaling, what is most important to get there. And I'll give you a couple examples, like technology getting better, right? Just that machine learning, conversational AI, NLP, all these things get better. Or maybe it's more staff, or maybe it's more money to do more advertising. In your mind, when you think about your goals a decade out, what in do you believe is the most important wind in the sail? Like, what is the most important thing? Is it that you, your own development or the tech of, you know, independent AI thing? Just give us an idea of what you're anticipating in terms of is going to give you uh, the greatest chance of success with those long-term goals. 
That's a great question. And I would expect that from a futurist as yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, okay. So long-term where all this is going is I like to think of in Star Wars, there's R2-D2 and C-3PO, right? These are two droids, different manufacturers, um, different generations, right? C-3PO is a much more newer generation than R2-D2 is. Um, there are different generations of the R2 unit as well. When you talk to R2 and you talk to C-3PO, you don't have to remember what you have to say to start talking to them. Like, oh, is it, hey, R2-D2, or is it R2? Or, you know, you don't have to remember that, the, that kind of thing. You also don't have to speak their language. They understand you. R2 actually understands what you're saying. C-3PO is a translation droid or whatever he's called. So he's supposed to understand you. But R2 also understands you. Different manufacturers, R2-D2 and C-3PO can talk to each other and understand each other, even though they're different generations, different functionalities. Um, and humans, Luke or Leia, can talk to either of them with, you know, with no complications. And I, I think and I hope that is actually our future. Um, yes. And that we can, there's like this interoperability. Yes. Um, there's a sharing of data between these different manufacturers. Um, and there's kind of this collaborative effort um, between the different manufacturers. So um, there's many, many different steps that have to have to come that have to happen between now and then. But I see that as the future. So for us to get there, we uh, we need the technology to to get there as well so that we can start tweaking and tinkering and experimenting and all that. I love that answer. And that was a great that was a great way of talking about the need and expectation of interoperability. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. That <laughs> I just learned more about Star Wars right there. So so this, this was a, this was a success. This, the Voice Lancer show was a success. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Sarah, I want to ask you uh, two two hopefully quick questions here just to wrap up. Number one, I'd love for you to, you're going to be one of the voice influencers coming up on June 23rd. We're thrilled to have you. Um, as you know, uh, audience members get to ask you questions. So the question to you is what kind of questions would you like the audience to ask you? What, what's your sweet spot? What would you like for them to have a chance to chat with you about? And then the second part is I'd love for you to just share some links and, and share some resources that uh, you can direct the listeners in the audience to, to, to learn more about you and, and the work that matchbox.io is doing. Yeah. Or I'm super excited to join the voice influencer show. The panel you have is amazing. It's like folks I admire. So thank you for, for putting this together. Um, so I, you know, I picked the, the superhero name of content queen because we are all about content at Matchbox and I oversee all of the content and our content team. So if folks have questions about that, if they have questions about localization, if they have questions about marketing, marketing ideas, um, and kind of having that comprehensive view of that, um, I'm happy to chat about that, um, also, whatever else, I'm, I'm open to different questions. Um, if folks want to check us out, you can look at our website. It's matchbox.io. Um, we have the mobile app that I showed. It's called Socratics slash question of the day. That's in, on, in both the uh, App Store and in um, the uh, Android Google Play Store. Um, and what else? Uh, just, you know, you can check out our portfolio on our website. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Matchbox.io. And there you have it. So please make sure to check out those resources. As you can hear, uh, 
Sarah and her company are doing just really incredible work uh, in the voice space. So check it out, enjoy their games, have fun with it, and uh, I'm sure you will not be disappointed. Again, quick reminder, tonight, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, Wednesday, June 23rd, 5 p.m. Pacific, free, The Voice Den, courtesy of Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. I hope you'll join us there at 5 o'clock to have a chat with the voice lancers, including Sarah, uh, and then at 6 o'clock, The Augmented Reality Show. Thank you for tuning in this week for the podcast. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you do subscribe. And if you haven't shared it with someone and you think somebody might enjoy this, then that would be the biggest compliment of all is just sharing the podcast out. So thank you so much for doing that as well. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and I will see you later on today in The Voice Day.